Parenting is often lived in the extremes. It's either great joy or chaotic overwhelm. In one moment you're nailing it and the next you're losing your cool. I want to help you find your way to the messy middle, to a place of balance. You see, balance is a verb, not a state of being. It is a thing you do, not a thing you are. It is an action, a process, a series of micro-corrections that you make each and every day to keep yourself feeling centered. We are never truly balanced. We are engaged in the process of balancing. Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Froyan, and this is the Balanced Parent Podcast, where overwhelmed, stressed out, and disconnected parents go to find tools, mindset shifts, and practices to help them stop yelling at the people they love and start connecting on a deeper level, all delivered with heaping doses of grace and compassion. Join me in conversations that will help you get clear on your goals and values and start showing up in your parenting, your relationships, your life with open-hearted authenticity and balance. Let's go. Everybody, this is Dr. Laura Froyan, and today on the Balanced Parent Podcast, oh, my heart is beating because I've got somebody, a guest to share with you that I love and adore, and I'm so excited to introduce you to her. So her name is Ida. Her handle on Instagram is to every mom, and oh, she just delivers so much amazing content on how to be so kind to yourself, how to hold really firm boundaries with others and with your own brain, and. I love her. And so we're going to talk about how you're doing better than you think you are and how to be really, really just kind to yourself today. And I think that this is going to be a boost that all of us need. So Ida, thank you for being here with me. Thanks for putting up with my like fangirl giggles. (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, You know, so everybody, when I am feeling low and like I'm a bad mom, I go to her page on Instagram and I watch her reels. This is so like, I feel like I have this little secret and I'm sharing her with you. So Ida, thank you for coming here and putting up with my little fangirl-ness right now. I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to the show. Will you tell us more about yourself and who you are and what you do? Of course. Oh my gosh. What an introduction. Sorry. (laughs) Who are they talking about? (laughs) It's you. You're amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. I am so honored, so humbled, so all of it to even be on your podcast. And and I'm so grateful. Oh my gosh. What do I even say? So I'm happy to be here because I've always wanted a space where I could talk to moms. I've always wanted to do that. And uh, and it seems that some dads kind of chat to me too <laughs> online. But my name is Ida. I'm a single mama to one beautiful, beautiful chocolate girl and (laughs) I could just eat her up. And I have gone through a lot of stuff, a lot of things as we all have. And those things have brought about the lessons that I love to share through comedy, through heartfelt messages to moms, and even through some like some fierce statements about where we need to stand when it comes to uh, loving ourselves and taking up for ourselves. And that's what I do online. I'm also an entrepreneur. I just started my own business in January, because I was working 12 hours, 10 to 12 hours a day during the pandemic mm-hmm. as a single mom with a baby at home. And I knew I wanted to do something else and I didn't know what it was. Oh, but uh, being that's on TikTok and Instagram girl. has helped me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, so, yeah. 
that moment of like realizing like what is happening right now is not sustainable and it's not going to work and I need to find a different path. Like I had that moment in my life where life handed me a path that I was not expecting. You know, I had Mm -hmm. a path mapped out and car accident, date, you know, while I was pregnant, you know, just couldn't, that path was no longer an option. So I had to take a different path. And I love that you're in this place where you're taking a different path. Tell us a little bit about being there. I mean, well, you tell us what you wanted to tell. No, because I would love to hear about your story. Oh my gosh, we're probably going to have to chat offline if that's okay. I get so inspired. And yeah, I have, uh, just like anyone else, whenever stress gets into my body, and I'm no scientist, but when stress gets into your body, it can cause all kinds of health issues. And my job was very stressful. And I was beginning to deal with health issues because of it. And it's not that my job is bad. It's just that my body couldn't take it any longer. And when the pandemic hit, that's when I started on TikTok. And I just wanted to be there because Gary Vee said, get there. I didn't have a business in mind. I was writing a children's book, but I didn't even know what whether that was going to be anything. And also some children's music. And that's to come soon. But um, <laughs> I know. Hi, I'm Susie with the Z, and you won't believe what happened this week. Hi there, I'm Ida with an I, and I'm the author of the Susie with the Z mystery series. Come and join us on this incredible adventure as Susie and her mom discover what caused her cold. Susie with the Z mystery series is created to encourage and empower young people to ask the big questions. Because we know when little ones ask big questions, it leads only to one thing. Case solved. Find Susie's hand-washing song on YouTube and The Case of the Mysterious Cold on Amazon. And then I jumped on TikTok and just started doing mom content. But the job got harder and harder. So I had to kind of package my life into one hour of me doing something for me. And that was my TikToks and spending time with my community because the community is everything. I love my babies on both platforms and beyond. Also YouTube. But, you know, that was one of the major things that really catapulted me into now doing my own thing for myself in my own terms. But what I went through to kind of learn the stuff that I know has just been less challenges. My, and I'm sure that he won't mind this because we have a great communication, but my ex-husband no longer wanted to be married for various reasons of his own. And we won't judge his reasons. I'm totally fine now. And I felt shocked and and wanted to maintain the relationship as best as I could. And it was not going to work, but found out shortly that I was pregnant. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, in my late thirties, and I knew there was no way that I was going to let this baby go. And I knew that that even if I was not going to be with him, I was going to do all I could to be on my own. We were divorced shortly after, you know, a couple of years later, we managed to get divorced. I did try to fight, I say in quotations, by waiting and seeing if maybe he'd change his mind. There was nothing, no indication that he would, but I did wait. This might be a shock for him if he ever hears this. (laughs) I did wait. And then finally, I just thought, no, I want to get a divorce. And so I filed for divorce. And uh, I've never shared this very publicly before, but I think it's important to share. And then I was pregnant on my own, you know, delivering on my own, taking care of a newborn on my own, doing it all on my own. And I had to learn to give myself grace, which is something I'm still working towards. 
but also rise up in my power. Those two, it's like binary where you're doing something like betting on yourself, but you're also saying, it's okay if I mess it up. <laughs> yes. You know? That's what, like, that's the balance. Like, this is what yes. I call my show, Balance Parenting, because it's all <laughs> about all of these dualities, all of these things. The, it's about the both and. The both and. Yeah, the both and, not the either or. It's, yes. I can be compassionate and kind and loving to myself and believe in myself and mm-hmm. hold myself accountable and be responsible mm-hmm. to myself and to my family. Like, it's both and. Yes, it is. Is oh my gosh! Please put that on a mug or a shirt. I will wear it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! I mean, but I think that that's why I love the content that you create so much, especially your Mama Aji character that you've yeah. created. It's self love, but also fierce commitment to your, mm. like in a kind, gentle way, but also in a fierce way. And I, I just I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. So how do we go about cultivating that kind of that balance between I'm going to be so kind to myself and I'm going to strive? How do you cultivate grace Yeah, in a space that's hard on moms? I think it's a combination of things. So first of all, we are all brand new at life. All of us. Mm. We're only born once and we're all doing this for the first time and the last time. <laughs> you know, boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. No, well, I mean, depending on what you believe in, but let's just say right. this version of life, we're doing it once in my opinion. And even if we do it five times in your opinion, let's just say this is your first go around. We're still new at it. We don't know what we're doing. And so we got to be patient with ourselves. And that also helps me be patient with my daughter when I remember she's new at this. Mm. And I'm not always getting that right, y'all. I don't want to be the person to say, let's be patient with kids. Let me tell you, I fail at that daily, multiple times a day. Same. Yet, <laughs> Same. Yet still, I still work at it. So I think that it's just that understanding that you're new at it, but you won't let that be an excuse to not be great, the greatest you can be at it. So yes, this is my first time encountering, you know, being a mom, a single mom, you know, but I can learn, I can Google, I can ask questions. I can still do my part. We can always still do our part. And if your part fails, or if you are lazy one day, don't beat yourself up because you need yourself to get back up the next day. Yeah. And I think it's so hard because the internal voice that we all have is Mm -hmm. one that we learned growing up Mm -hmm. and was handed to us by our parents and yeah. was likely handed to them by their parents, right? And that voice, we, we think, and we use it with our kids too. So we use it with ourselves. Mm-hmm. We learn best by berating. We learn best by, you know, we will change mm-hmm. our behavior if we are critical, you know, if we point out what we're doing wrong. And mm-hmm. these are the patterns I think that we have to change. And we have to change yeah. them inside first if we're going to change them outside with our kids. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so what are some things then that you say to yourself? In those moments. In the moments where I'm feeling low and I'm kind of berating myself, what do I say? Yeah. How do you talk to yourself? Sometimes I just let myself do it, Mm -hmm. but not for long. Mm. Sometimes I let myself do it. Like that wasn't right, Ida, because sometimes I need to get it out. And yes, it's going to leave a scar. Yes, it may leave a wound, but at least I have a time limit on it now. You know, it's like, even if it's 10 seconds, it's like, now we're done. Now we're done with that. Boundary with it. Yeah. There's a boundary. Boundaries. You're so good at boundaries. I love the way you talk about boundaries. I didn't have them growing up. (laughs) I think that's why I have them now in my (laughs) forties. 
Yeah. Oh no, there, you have a couple of really great little videos on boundaries, like on other people's business, you know, like mm -hmm. if, if you're in my business, who's taking care of your business or mm -hmm. what are some of the other things that I loved your way you likened other people's opinions to their underwear. Yeah. <laughs> they don't belong in my house or on my floor. <laughs> Unless there's a reason why you're here. <laughs> yes, right? I love it. <laughs> I mean, and I think like that's an internal boundary. I call that an internal boundary or a psychological yeah. boundary where we are firm mm -hmm. with ourselves around what we're going to let in. That other mm -hmm. people's opinions of our parenting really mm -hmm. don't matter as long yeah. as we're sure of what we're doing and then we're connected mm -hmm. to our kid, you know? Yeah. yeah. Something I told myself one day, because I used to struggle and crumble under what everyone thought of me. And I still have to work with mm. that. I do, but crumble to the ground. And I think it's when I was filming a Mama Aji video and I was like, you know, Ida, the next person that has an opinion about you, go ahead and take it on, but send them one of your bills, like send them the water bill. Because if they're going to invest in your home, then they definitely have a say in how you do things. I and I was that. like, I could never send them my water bill. And it's like, well, Ida, you're the only one here handling the business. So if you're handling the business, then your say is all that matters. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, then that's true. <laughs> so yeah. I'm talking to myself, you know, about it. Oh, yeah. Because, so I gave myself the ultimatum, send them a bill and tell them, come on in, bring all your opinions and don't forget to pay these bills because, you know, that's how you get a say. Yes, I love that. Oh my gosh. No, I mean, and this applies like, so you and I were out there in the public space, we're putting ourselves out there, but mm -hmm. this applies to your mother-in-law who has an opinion about what you're doing to the lady in the grocery store who's giving yes. you the side eye while your kid's yeah. having a tantrum over not getting a sucker. You know, mm -hmm. like it applies oh my gosh, unless they're like paying rent or paying the bills in mm -hmm. your life and the, you know, the paying the like emotional load too, you know, yes. so this is, helping you with the kids, washing the, the kids. dishes. Yeah. If they're making any investments, then they've got a little bit of a say. Yeah. They've got so, you know, room for yeah. an opinion. They, they do be considered, but if they're not, <laughs> whew. right. Yeah. If they're not, if there's not one investment that they're making to make your life better, then they don't have a say. Yeah. Whew. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think that this applies to what we allow in. So like when we're scrolling, Instagram, mm -hmm. and we come across the accounts where that look perfect, beautifully curated, mm -hmm. you know, we'd start doing this to ourselves, right? We start letting their view what they think, you know, what they're mm -hmm. showing mean something about us. So mm -hmm. if I'm going to be a good mom, I have to do it that way. If I'm going to be a good yes. mom, I've got to do it that way. And it's the same thing as we have to set that boundary of like, no, mm -hmm. that's their life. Here's my life. They can mm -hmm. have it that way. And yeah, I love talking about boundaries mm -hmm. so much. Oh my God. <laughs> I used to do that. Like, I wanted to be a good mom and I was new. And so yeah. I went through all the videos, all the vlogs, all the everything, and all these moms were cleaning and all of that stuff. That's why I have my parody of my morning routine. I don't know if you've seen that one. That's one of my favorite videos because I'm showing you what a morning routine really looks like, you know, and I'll send it to you after this. Oh, good, but, good. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I used to think I needed to be like them. And we went out on vacation once. My daughter was six months old and my daughter was a high needs or still is high needs person. She needs love, touch, attention. And I, I, you know, I get with it. But at the same time, when I need to eat and I notice I never ate at restaurants, we never mm -hmm. ate period. 
I would put an iPad in front of her. And there was this mother, we were in Hilton Head in South Carolina. She looked over at me and she just, oh, she scowled, you know? And then her son was like looking back at Paw Patrol and she says, do not look at that. <laughs> and I just thought she is judging me from head to toe, but does not know that this is the one moment I have to do something for me. No grace, no mercy. Mm. She's not in my home. She doesn't know my daughter doesn't sleep at night, really. She doesn't know how exhausted I am. She doesn't know I'm struggling financially because my husband is no longer here. She has no clue that this is my one moment for joy. So I'm going to go ahead and let her have what she has. And I'm going to thank her for what she just taught me because I'm moving on and letting her watch all, all the Paw Patrol (laughs) and eat my food. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And okay, I love this. I think it's so important for us to, because it's easy we live in a judgmental world. We live we in a place that we are, you know, we are othering. We look at what people are doing and we judge. We layer on the shoulds, the woods, you know, all of those things. Mm-hmm. We, do. we do. We all do it. Yeah. We do. And I just love that you talk to yourself because I talk to myself all the time. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I talk back to myself, too. I have, like, little sub-personalities that I chat with, you know. They're like, oh, hello, little critical one. I know. Come closer. I hear you. <laughs> You don't like what just oh. happened. Yes, I know you think I'm terrible and I love you. And yes. you know, oh. all of those things. I'm super kind to my inner parts because some yeah. of them are quite nasty. And mm-hmm. I think just like kids who are bullying, like or even like the mean moms that are out there in places. Yes. Usually those people who are are mean are judging usually have something going on with them mm-hmm. that they need a little bit of kindness, a little bit of love. So I'm super kind to yes. my my inner oh. parts. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I love how good you were at like recognizing this person does not know my story. They do not Mm -hmm. know what's going on with me, with my family. And they maybe need this moment of judgment for themselves. And so they can have Mm -hmm. that. But that doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be mine. I don't have to take that on. Yes. Oh, God. It's beautiful. And that's boundary setting. You know? Yes. Yeah. So often I think people think about boundaries as in like, this is the boundary I'm going to set with other people. But Mm -hmm. really boundaries are about us. Yes. Yeah completely about us. It's like a territory. The United States of America has boundaries to protect America. It's Mm -hmm. all about the country. Every country has their boundaries to protect themselves. And it's not about, hey, we hate you. It's about this is what we need to do for us and our our government and our world. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love talking about boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Okay. And so then what are some things like when it's hard and it is hard Mm -hmm. at times, Mm -hmm. what are some things that moms can do to kind of raise morale because I think that yes. that's really what I'd go to you for is like when it's hard I go for some kindness I go for a little bit of tough love and yeah. like a lot of humor honestly you make me laugh a lot Aww, <laughs> so, thank you yeah I, and those three things I feel like are so powerful kindness a little bit mm. of tough love and humor those work really well for me how do we raise yeah. morale in our own homes how do we you know I think that moms kind of get out of touch with the things that make them happy and in mm. the things they enjoy. And I think even as adults, like period, people do that. So it's a good idea to have a running list of things you love. And if you start adding things, like if you fall in love all of a sudden with a flower that you didn't love before, write that down. I think it's good to have a running list of things you enjoy. So firstly, if you're a content creator, you can always create content from that. But secondly, <laughs> you, can all, <laughs> you can always think, okay, on Wednesday nights, I do one or two of those things. 
or twice a week, I do one or two of those things and you start penciling it in. I think that that is one of the number one ways to boost morale is to have fun. Mm. A lady told me that when she was counseling me and my ex-husband on our marriage, she goes, you guys don't need to come and chat to us right now. You need to go have fun. That will mend a lot of pain, you know? And I stick with that advice, even as a single person that, you know, and I need to do that more with my daughter. Now that I think about it, when things are tough, we need to just probably go have some fun. Yeah. I prescribe yes days to my clients who are in a tough space with their kids. Do you know what I guess? Really? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I have a blog post. I'll put the link in the show notes. But yeah, so oftentimes when we're stuck in a rut, when our families or things are low, you're so right. We need enjoyment. We need fun. And so a yes day can be really, really fun for kids. You mm-hmm. put boundaries on it, like on the amount mm-hmm. of money you're going to spend, you know. If yes. The amount of screen time that goes well in your family, mm-hmm. you know, how much sugar you're willing to let the kids <laughs> eat, you know, but yeah. you go in with the intention of we're just going to follow the kids lead and whatever mm-hmm. they want to do, whatever sounds fun to them, we're going to do our very mm-hmm. best to say yes to it mm-hmm. within, you know, bounds. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so much fun. And most of the time I have the parents that I work with not tell their kids about it. So it's usually mm-hmm. kids don't even know that it's happening. They just get this kind of this experience of their parents saying yes to them. And parents wow. find it really fun too. So yes days are a beautiful way to bring that. I am going to use that. I need to do that. She loves being loved. Yeah. <laughs> like I told you, she's very in touch with uh, what she wants and mm-hmm. she wants it, you know? Yeah. So. I think though, like what you're saying though, is that we need to be saying yes to ourselves a little bit more too. be on the lookout for ways that sure. we can bring enjoyment. Lots yes. of the And it needs to be with. intentional. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be scheduled in because Not guess the what? leftover time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you start being, you, you're resented. You're resenting something. You don't know what. You're just like, oh, and your kids can feel it. You're irritable. And so you're lashing out. And then you go to bed mad and you're like, why was I mad? Oh, because I got the leftovers of the food, the time, the energy from my husband, the, you know, if you're married or or your spouse, the love. I got the Everything leftovers. is getting the leftovers. And it's like, oh. you don't matter. No one wants to live in this world feeling like they don't matter. And you know, I talk about this a lot. Mothers, you are a part of your family. So when you say you put your family first, Do you mean you? You have Mm. to mean you. You're part of that family that you put first. That means saying 30 minutes a night, I'm having my screen time, watching my favorite show like Bridgerton. Okay, husband. Okay, wife. Okay, (laughs) you know, whatever your relationship looks like. And even to yourself, single mom. And then you also need to say, and I'm going to eat something I like or drink something I like. I love tea. Ooh, I'm a tea person. Mm-hmm. And make sure that you do that every time you you feel like you need to do it. Schedule it in. Please, mamas. Yeah. Oh, I, thank you for that. Thank you for that permission and that encouragement. So being intentional and prioritizing it. And mm-hmm. I think you're so right. This idea that, oh my gosh, we do. We we settle for the leftovers in our life. And no mm-hmm. one wants to live a life of leftovers. No right? one. No wonder we feel exhausted and resentful mm-hmm. when that's the case. Yeah. You'd never treat your husband or let's just say your spouse, because I know everyone has a different type of, or your significant other. You'd never treat your significant other the way you treat yourself sometimes. And you'd never treat your children that way or your mother-in-law. You know, if the kids need new shoes, you buy them. If you need new shoes, what do you do? Keep you wait. Old ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I know we all have financial priorities and even time priorities, but if you just pencil it in, if you say one time a month, you're going to buy something for yourself, you know, even if it's one time every two months, as long as it's in mm-hmm. my sister, 
as long as it's in, put it in. A hundred percent. I think it's so important. And, you know, and we're teaching our kids what it means to be parents too, all along the way. Yes, we are. And so in doing so, we are also giving them permission to do it Mm -hmm. themselves if they choose to become parents. You know, we're walking Mm -hmm. advertisements. One of my previous guests said that, that we're walking advertisements Mm -hmm. for adulthood. Yes. Do we want them to think that it is a life of sacrifice? and Mm -hmm. drudgery no i don't that's not what i want my kids to think motherhood is. not at all Mm -mm. and that's what i think my daughter thinks it is at this moment i'm getting better at it maybe i'll master it by the time she's 27 no (laughs) i'm just joking (laughs) but you know i'm giving myself time to do the best i can and she's gonna have things that she's gonna work through even if i got everything right She's she going to, but there was something I was going to say, because when you just said what you said, I'm like, yes, that's so true. Can you say that last bit you said just now? I don't know what I said. I know. We're in so such funny. a flow, aren't I we? I know. It always <laughs> happens. Something about where we're a walking advertisement for adulthood and I don't want to, my kids yes. think it's drudgery. <laughs> so I'd like to add to that as well. And that is my mom taught me that parenthood was sacrifice. And I, I used to see her just only do stuff for us. So I grew up thinking things are done for me. She didn't do it forever. She kind of stopped at a point and that was a shock to my system. I was like, she's so selfish now. She's going to listen to this and she's going to be like, what? (laughs) But I did. And you know what she was doing? She started standing up for herself and I didn't understand what that was. It didn't make sense to me because she never communicated that to me. Yeah. And I became, I was a little bit selfish and spoiled and I thought the world revolved around me. So I say this as well, moms, you don't want them to think it's a drudgery, but also you want them to value you. You want your husband or spouse to value you. And therefore you tell them on Wednesdays, it's my day. I have to do something for me. Okay, little ones, mommy's queen at 830. I got to go be queen. Okay. And they will understand. Okay. My mom took time for herself. That means they get older and they will tell their boyfriends in college, I'm sorry, Tuesday's Queen Day. Yeah. Love you to bits. You know, the girlfriend, same thing. I'm sorry, I'm hanging out with the boys tonight. Love you to pieces. Like they will start understanding that same self-love. But again, I'm oh, I so I so agree. And I think that, you know, we can even with young kids, we can hold these boundaries. So yes. when my kids got to be about three, every morning before I would take them, you know, we would, you know, they'd go to like daycare or something, you know, for part of the day. I would mm-hmm. have like what we called in our house mommy's quiet moment where they were playing and I was drinking tea and reading mm-hmm. or journaling and they were not allowed to talk to me. <laughs> and I mean, and it was when they were little, it was five minutes. We started out with just five minutes, like yes. five minutes on the timer of you not talking to me. We paused the timer mm-hmm. if they interrupted me. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna, once you go back to playing, I'm going to start the timer again. And then we built up. So I would get like yes. 20 or 30 minutes of no one talking to me. That's a boundary that is really important for me, for my energy mm-hmm. as a mom. Oh, but mommy's quiet moment. I mean, and having had that in place when Mm -hmm. the pandemic happened and all the kids came home, Mm -hmm. I was able to say, okay, girls, we're going to go back to mommy's quiet moment now. Mm -hmm. All right. Now it's, we're going to have, you know, half an hour where no one talks to me. And I did some, I did not clean. I did not do any of the house stuff. I just did something for myself. And that's also so important. (laughs) I mean, you you literally just taught them self-love. And doing that. Yes, I agree so much. Yeah. And they know it naturally. You know, something when my oldest, she's eight now, Mm -hmm. but when she was a year and a half, we had just gotten her out of the bathtub and we were had her laid out, you know, getting dried off and getting her diaper on, on the changing table. And she looked up at me and she said, I love mommy. I love daddy. I love me, you know, and she's a year and a half. Like, and she knew like, I love mama. I love daddy. I love me. 
<laughs> you know, she just, and like, that's like, I just never want her to lose that. And I know yes. I have to show that to them yes. that, that yeah. I love me. And that means yes. like, if you climbing on my body doesn't feel comfortable, I'm going to say no thank you to that. You know, yes. you're in my face yes. talking to me. I'm going to say, honey, take a step back. I want to be able to hear you. And I can't mm -hmm. pay attention when you're that close. You know, it's, I have mm -hmm. a sensory seeking daughter who's like on me a lot. Yes. Yes. Same. Yeah. And it's okay the to hold those boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's and in the process, you teach them self-love. You teach it by modeling it and having it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh my and gosh. confidence too. Like, I mean, I think if I were a teenager that, and my mom instilled some great things in me, some really good things that I'm, you know, taking on to my daughter. And had I known the things you're talking about right now, it would have looked like a friend saying, hey, let's just go. Come on. I really want you to come with me. And I would have said, no, I'm actually tired tonight. Yeah. And it being okay yes. in high school, you know, or in middle school, mm -hmm. it being okay for me to say, no, I don't feel like doing that. You know, I think uh, about that a lot. My mom always was willing to be the bad guy for my friends so that I could take care of myself and not mm -hmm. have to set that kind of abrupt about like boundary, you know? Mm -hmm. She was always like, you know, we had a signal that I could yes. wave to her where she could say, no, Laura, you're not allowed to do that. Or Laura, get off the phone. Like we had this signal so that- That is awesome. It was awesome. It was so yes. awesome. But I think about like my daughters, they aren't going to need that. They're going to be yeah. able to, I know that they will. I know they'll be mm -hmm. able to say like, um, okay, I'm done talking. Bye. <laughs> like, yes. You know, like, okay. Yes. <laughs> that is exciting. It is exciting. Living, living in a world where our, our daughters and our sons can say no, but still be loving at the same time. Mm -hmm. That is a dream. Oh, it is the dream. Yes. The dream. Oh, love it. Oh my gosh. I feel like that's. The perfect end to a wonderful dreamy episode thank you so much Ida for coming on and and just sharing your brilliance with us and with the world I just adore adore what you're putting out into the world I'm so grateful for you me too I'm so glad I met you and I'm so thankful that you had me on bye y'all <laughs> Okay, so thanks for listening today. Um, remember to subscribe to the podcast. And if it was helpful, leave me a review. That really helps others find the podcast and join us in this really important work of um, creating a parenthood that we don't have to escape from and creating a childhood for our kids that they don't have to recover from. And if you're listening, grab a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so that I can give you a shout out. Um, and definitely go follow me on Instagram. I'm at Laura Froyan PhD. Um, that's where you can get a behind the scenes look at what balanced conscious parenting looks like in action with my family. And plus I share a lot of other really great resources there too. All right, that's it for me today. I hope that you keep taking really good care of your kids and your family and each other, and most importantly of yourself. And just remember, balance is a verb and you're already doing it. You've got this.